The Women's Football Podcast, in partnership with Her Game 2. Welcome to the Women's Football Podcast. I'm Lee Edwards. Thank you very much for joining me. I hope you've had a good week this week. We are doing the podcast, of course, in partnership with Her Game 2. And this is our look at the women's game from the Champions League to the National League and beyond. Joining me to look over an interesting week of action. And we also have not one, but two debutants this week. Uh, first off, we have sports analyst and writer. He's head of women's football at Total Analysis. It's David Astle. Hello, David. Hi, Luke. You all right? Very well. Thank you. I'm sure you'll be wowing us with some stats later on. And our other debutant is former Arsenal, Bristol City and current Hibernian player. And she's fresh off the back of a player of the match performance yesterday. It's Ava Kaikan. Hi, Ava. Hi, thanks for having me. Oh, uh, thank you for coming on. And uh, you must be bouncing today uh, after, after your result yesterday. Yeah, definitely always better to wake up with three points than the dreaded Monday morning. But yeah, definitely a good start to the day. We'll get on, uh, we'll get on to the, the Scottish League later on but the transfer window shut last week of course there was a lot of action on transfer deadline day a lot more in the women's game than in the men's game as well so it's really interesting to hear and see that um arsenal put in two world record bids the the final one was for just under half a million pounds for alessia russo and this was rejected straight away by manchester united so i suppose that there's two ways of looking at this isn't the manchester united are willing to risk losing it for free, but potentially winning the league for the first time ever and gambling that maybe getting that success will mean that she signs a new contract in the summer. Oh, they could have the money in the bank, but no time to find a replacement. Ava, what did you make of it all? It was really interesting watching it on, on transfer deadline day, wasn't it? Yeah, no, I think it's definitely a great like right step in the direction for women's football. A few years ago, you would never have seen that kind of money being put forward for a player, but I think for Manchester United, that would have been a huge loss for them. So never mind the money, but they're also keeping a young English player. And there's not very, there's not very many young English players right now who are really breaking through. So I think it, it's a positive direction, but it would have been a huge loss for them. Yeah, I think David, the banking, like I say, on, on Alessia Russo, maybe if she can see them winning the league and being in the Champions League next year, that she can sign that contract. Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly what they're looking for. And um, what, what the hope is that she will fire them to the, to the league title. And, you know, the way they're going on the whole, um, I know they had a slightly disappointing result at the weekend, but on the whole, you know, the way they're going, you know, things are are looking up for them. And, and with her at, at uh, the top of the field for them, they've always got a chance of winning games. And, and so keeping her, I think, was really, really important to their maintaining their hopes of, of lifting the title at the end of the season. Yeah, and David, normally January transfer windows are quite dull, but this had everything, didn't it? It's had Jordan Nobbs and Lucy Stanisforth joining Villa, Beth England going to Spurs, Leicester were busy. At Chess, our regular host, was beside herself. She loves all this transfer gossip, but it's great to see a lot of action taking place, wasn't it? Absolutely, absolutely, because normally it is, as you say, transfer deadline day in particular but it's just focused around the men's game there's all these you know like Enzo Fernandez and whatever but um it was nice to see that there were some really big rumors some, some sort of juicy rumors that people could get involved with and and discuss and whatever in the women's game as well with with Russo and you had others like Natasha Dowie going to to Liverpool you had 
all the clubs really were being linked with players and, and it was it was a case of which one would would get what and it was a really really good day yeah it's interesting you say that Natasha Dowie going back to Liverpool and Rachel Furness leaving by mutual consent I saw you tweeting about that earlier in the week yeah absolutely I think she's been a, a really good player for Liverpool not only because of her experience but also I think she's she's added different qualities to their side and and I think the unfortunate thing this season is that she hasn't had as much of a look in as she would have hoped and, and the club would have hoped. But I do think actually that when you look back at her Liverpool career, she will be seen as a success. And um, I think it's tricky to say whether Liverpool will, will miss her because, you know, at the weekend they show that actually there is life after Rachel Furness. But, but certainly in terms of her versatility, in terms of, of what she brought to the team, I think it will be a miss for them. Interested to talk about Jess Park as well, David. I think Arsenal put a cheeky little bid in for her to sort of pay up her loan at Everton and, and send her to there, possibly on loan or for a permanent transfer as well. So they're really flexing the muscles, Arsenal, and they would have been frustrated in the end that they didn't get the targets. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they brought in some really good players. Uh, you know, Palova's a player that I rate very highly. I think she adds a lot of flexibility to their sort of creative box-to-box um, attacking midfield areas. Catherine Cool as well, uh, the, the young Danish um, international, another great player, can offer lots of versatility, plays, you know, in a slightly deeper role, can play in a, in a 10 role, she can play in a box-to-box role, so she's definitely one for the future. Um, but yes, I think they'll be frustrated that they didn't get that striker that, that they were desperate for, particularly that they've now that they've lost, obviously, Beth Mead and Viviana Miedemar for the rest of the season. Um, they, will have, they will have known that they've needed to bring in something else because Blackstenius and Hertig have, have been, you know, they're, they're quite high profile players, but realistically both are, are struggling to replace the goals that Mead and Meadham are both brought to the team. Um, so I think they, they would, you know, Russo, as we've, as we've mentioned, but certainly Jess Park would have been a great signing as well because she's been flying for Everton. She's a really good young player, offers a lot of pace on the wings, um, cuts inside as well. I was at the uh, game at Anfield uh, back in September mm. when she literally ripped Liverpool to shreds every yeah. time she got on the ball. So she's a really good player. And I think had she gone to Arsenal, she would have gone some way to replacing those goals. So on to the weekend's action and Chelsea, the big winners. Now, Beth England did score for Spurs. Sam Kerr didn't, but Chelsea managed to run out 3-2 winners at Spurs. A stunning goal from Lauren James in there, although Emma Hayes, wasn't happy with it. She was like, yeah, she got a good goal, but she didn't do this, this and this. As Emma Hayes is, very picky as always, but I suppose that's why she's so successful. And Manchester United and Arsenal both drew nil-nil. United at home to Everton and Arsenal away at West Ham. Ava, was was Sunday a significant moment in the Championship? Yeah, um, I think Arsenal would be disappointed not to have got the three points at West Ham, obviously. They're in a bit of a title race. Even though the league doesn't reflect it right now, I think they might have two games in hand maybe. But I think they're still contenders, so losing those two points obviously isn't ideal. Um, yeah, so I'd say that was the main shocker out of all of them for me. Chelsea are flexing the muscles. Though. I mean, it's one of those, Ava, when they're on top now, they don't tend to let go, do they, either? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think all of their um, strikers especially have really come into form. I think Lauren James, I mean, she's been an outstanding player for years, but I think it's only now that people are like really starting to see her like living up to the hype, so... I think she's become a huge player for them, along with Sanka. David, you sent me a great start before. Manchester United had 25 shots on target against Everton, but just four on target. I think Arsenal had 22 shots as well on goal. 
Um, Russo had seven shots on goal, the most for United player in the WSL this season. Now, the cynic in me maybe say she was a bit distracted, <laughs> potentially, but who knows about that. Um, at Dagenham, Mackenzie Arnold, she was unbeatable in goal for the Hammers. And, and Everton have also been very good. They have the likes of Jess Park and WSL player them month. Gabby George in there. So does this show that the team's behind are now improving and have good strength in depth? For example, all West Ham's new signings could only make the bench. Yeah, absolutely it does. And I think also it shows that they're working out how to how to get results against these big teams. You know, previously we saw, you know, Arsenal score 11, 10, 9 goals, whatever. Um, Chelsea scoring seven, eight goals against teams like Leicester and, and Birmingham or whatever. Um, but now they are finding ways to get results. And it is it is making it a more interesting league, an even more interesting league than it was, because we're we're seeing tighter battles in the middle of the table, in the bottom of the table, top of the table. So overall, the league I think is benefiting from the fact that they are finding these ways to get results, which um, yeah, it's just making it more interesting for everyone else and, and um certainly increasing the excitement levels. Yeah, the WSL action kicked off on Saturday lunchtime as Leicester hosted at Manchester City. Steph Harton started her first game since September and Leicester gave a good account of themselves. It took until the 61st minute for Man City to take the lead through a Bunny Shaw header and then a brilliant Chloe Kelly goal added a second. Um, Ava, we've talked a lot about the transfer window for some clubs before. Manchester City, very quiet. The only significant sort of transfer they had was Vicky Lasada leaving to go to Roma. Um, were you surprised that they didn't strengthen? Um, in some ways, yes, but I suppose that's just because all the other top teams seem to be doing that. But I guess it's just testament to how strongly they feel about the quality in their squad. I can't really think of an area that they necessarily needed to strengthen in particular. So I was surprised in some ways because I'm sure they have the money to um, get some new signings if they wanted to, but not surprised because they're doing well enough with the squad they have. I suppose the only sort of question to that is if they pick up a couple of injuries, they may well be a bit light. They didn't seem to have a full bench on yeah. Saturday. And I suppose they've got the strength in depth, haven't they? But if they do pick up a couple of injuries, they could be really light, couldn't they? Mm-hmm. I think they also have a few players on loan in the likes of Ruby Mace, Jess Park. So I think if injuries were to happen, they have some really high quality players who they could bring in if needed. Ava, Leicester have, have really strengthened. Uh, Willie, Car- Willie Kirk felt that they underperformed, but compared to maybe the start of the season and, and at times last season as well, when they were getting beaten by 5 6 7 nil, it, it feels like this was a positive step because they gave Man City a really good game, didn't they? Yeah, I think um, Willie Kirk's obviously had more time now to kind of put his methods into place and they're obviously gelling as a team. But I guess now as well, it comes to that point in the season where kind of Reality kicks in, they are in a relegation battle, so it's just kind of how much do they want it. So I think they have got a lot of quality in their team and now I think mentally they're a lot stronger. Um, So yeah, no, I I could see them doing really well for the second half of the season. Liverpool got a much-needed win against Reading at Prenton Park. Liverpool were under pressure in the first half, but two goals in the second half from Missy Bowkerns and Kerry Holland saw them get back-to-back home wins in the WSL. Aston Villa could only draw at home to Brighton. It was an only it was an own goal from Kayleigh Green that put Kyla Ward's side ahead. But Brighton equalised through Julia Olme as she added to her goals in last week's FA Cup win over West Brom by grabbing the equaliser. Now I'm going to throw this to both of you, but it's shaping up nicely this WSL season, isn't it? There's some real subplots all over. What what's really catching your eye, Ava? Yeah, I think at this point in the season, a lot is up for grabs and. The, I think the title race is probably going to go down to the last game of the season and 
as well as that, a lot of teams that I thought were going to be at the top are kind of underperforming, you could say, and vice versa. So it'd be interesting to see how the, the transfer window affects that. For instance, Aston Villa, I can see them going from strength to strength. To strength. So yeah, that would be interesting. I won't put you on the spot and ask you who you think's going to win the league. Don't worry. <laughs> Biased anyway. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're going to say. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> David, what about you? What's really catching your eye at the minute? Uh, I, I would say Spurs because I think they are seriously underperforming at the moment and I'm very worried for them, particularly with Leicester looking resurgent, with Liverpool picking up results. Um you know, Reading against Man United showed that they've got some steel about them as well. And Brighton picks up a point against Villa. So I, I'm seriously concerned about uh, Spurs because as much as they scored two good goals against Chelsea, um, they make so many defensive mistakes and, you know, concede so many goals that realistically they'll, they know themselves they shouldn't be conceding. So I'm worried about them and how far they're going to fall, particularly, but, as I say, with other teams around them picking up the results. A throwback at you, though, Beth England. Yeah, Beth England will give them the goals, but it's it you know scoring goals is one thing, but you've got to keep the the clean sheets as well. Um, so yeah, definitely I think Beth England will give them a lot. And I I, I tweeted when Mana Iwabuchi joined, and I thought actually she would just help to link those areas, those sort of attacking areas together, um, which I think they needed given that sort of creative ten presence. But yeah, that that defensive rear guard at the minute is letting them down time and time again. So that's really where where they've got to focus. Um, otherwise, you know, they'll get those three twos against teams like Chelsea, which on another day you think, well, that's all right. That's, you know, they've fought hard for that, but that's that's no points. And they can't afford at this point in the season to not be picking up points when they are scoring the goals. We're going to look at the championship next. You probably think you're pretty good at multitasking behind the wheel. I mean, you have to multitask to drive. So what's wrong with checking your phone? The thing is, your brain simply quick reply, affects your concentration, and makes you less able to react to hazards. If you use a mobile phone while driving, you're four times more likely to crash. Think. Put your phone away. Exercise. It doesn't have to mean Lycra or a fancy gym membership. All you need is 10 minutes and you. Because a regular brisk 10-minute walk is a great way to get more active whether that's walking to the shops or getting off the bus to stop early. Picking up the pace and getting your heart pumping can make a real difference to your health. So, to see how much brisk walking you're doing and how you can fit more into your day, download the free Active 10 app. Better health. Let's do this. The Women's Football Podcast, in partnership with Her Game 2. In the Championship, London City remain top. They are 10 games unbeaten and are three points clear of Bristol City, albeit having played a game more. They won 3-1 at home to Sunderland. Sarah Ewins' hot goal-scoring record continued. She opened the scoring to grab her eighth goal in just six games. Atlanta Primus added a second and Lily Ag grabbed a third, all before half-time. Kosovan international Elizabeth Ajupe got a goal back 20 minutes from time. Behind them, Bristol City could only draw 0-0 at Blackburn. A disappointing result for them. Ava, your old club looking to get back to the WSL. Now, they have a game in hand. Do you feel that they're still in a good position? Yeah, I'd say so. I think especially London City lost their manager, I think, last week. Um, yeah. So it would be interesting to see in the next few weeks if that takes a toll on them, obviously. I think she made a huge difference for them. She only had a few years and she put into place like a winning team, clearly. But 
I think Bristol also made a few really good signings in the window in the likes of Gracie Pierce, Rachel Furness, I think Grace Clinton. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think they definitely still have a good chance. Don't think coming back from Christmas, I think they had a few shaky results, but um, yeah, no, I think they'll get back on track now and contend for it for sure. Uh, do you still still keep in contact with some of the girls there? What's what's the mood like in the camp? Um, I think it's good. Definitely before Christmas, it was really good. They were reasonably unbeaten. I think it's still good. I mean, last year was probably one of the close, most close-knit teams I've ever been on. So, yeah, everyone there's really positive and I think they'll see the position they're in as a good thing. It's better to peak at the end than peak too soon. So <laughs> I think they'll be in good spirits. Yeah, it helps as well that they're like one of the full-time teams in the championship as well, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And uh, just below them, uh, three teams are a point further back. Southampton, Birmingham and Charlton. They all won without conceding. Southampton scored in stoppage time of both halves to see off at Crystal Palace. A Jade Pennock-Hattrick and Louise Quinn also getting on the score sheet, which saw Birmingham score, score four at Lewis. And a very first senior goal in the seventh minute of stoppage time from Alex Hennessy saw Karen Hills of Charlton claim a vital victory over Coventry United. Uh, David, it's good to see the championship so tight this season, isn't it? Yeah, hugely. And I think uh, much like the WSL, there's been teams that I think have been underperforming, teams have been overperforming. Um, I mean, a team I thought would be up there because they usually are a Durham, but they've massively struggled. The same as Sheffield United. I think Sheffield United really struggled because they lost Lucy Watson uh, in the summer to Chelsea and she was their sort of creative hub in the middle. I think they, they've they really struggled without that. Um, it, in some ways, actually, it's been nice to see Coventry United, you know, really, really um, try and and fight for, for results because they've had a they've had a tricky, inconsistent uh, first part of the season. But the, the last few weeks, I think they've actually looked really good. I liked the fact that Eleanor Ryan Doyle's given them a bit more of um, a free attacking presence. Um, her link up play with Mary McAteer has been really, really key for them. And um, I, th- I think, you know, at the top, as, as Ava said, London City Lioness is looking really strong. Um, we have yet to see whether they'll be affected by Melissa Phillips leaving. Um, Bristol, I think, are, are looking very consistent. Uh, they're very much still in the race. And Charlton keep plugging away, uh, you know, picking up one nil wins here and there. I think they're doing they're doing very well. Um, the team I think that I honestly worry about a little bit is Crystal Palace because defensively um, they they really make so so many mistakes. I mean, I watched the the goals that they conceded this weekend, and the trouble is they just they keep trying to play out from the back. But every time that they do, they make a, a loose pass or they give the ball away or they tackle very easily. And then that's it. That's all they need. And it's happened against so many teams this season. So I think that's where Crystal Palace needs to focus their efforts. But yeah, definitely. It's it's good to see it. You know, there are, there's competition at both ends and in the middle of the table. So, yeah, much like WSL, it's a really interesting league. Yeah, the other game as well. Saw Durham score in the 89th minute against Sheffield United, former England international Jess Clark with the winner. And she was at Sheffield United last season. So, of course, she celebrated. I mean, her heart rate must have gone up because she, she flew down the other end of the pitch to celebrate with her teammates. Into the National League quickly, Nottingham Forest are top. They won 4-2 away at Liverpool Feds. It was two goals for Sophie Domingo. Uh, Charlotte Greengrass also got on the score sheet, as did Charlotte Steggles. Bethany Donahoe and Katie Thomas scoring there for Liverpool Feds. 
They're, they're currently six points clear of Wolverhampton Wanderers, who weren't in league action this weekend. They were in league cup action. They beat Cuddersfield Town by three goals to two. Burnley won two and away at Loughborough Lightning, and Brighouse got a 1-0 win over Stoke City, so that leaves Brighouse in sixth. Now we're going to head up north of the border to Scotland. Of course, Ava, you're playing at Hibernian this season, currently sitting in fifth place on a good run, four wins out of five, and you had a good 7-0 win on Sunday. Yeah, um, yeah, I think we're finally starting to get back on track now. I think we're maybe four points behind Hearts. So, yeah, a lot can change between now and the end of the season. We definitely had a bit of a shaky start to the season. I think we were maybe an eighth at one point and <laughs> kind of had to check ourselves in the mirror. And so hopefully we'll overtake Hearts soon and start to compete with those top three teams. Yeah, you're actually only three points behind, not four. So one win would do it. <laughs> so even better than you thought. I mean, obviously the, the top three are well clear of Hearts in fourth, but yeah. it's a really tight title race, isn't it? You've got Glasgow, City, Celtic and Rangers all separated by just four points. Um all really good teams, all all full-time teams. And Glasgow City have been dominant in Scotland over the last few years, haven't they? But it was Rangers who won the title last year, but Rangers are third. So it's difficult to call who's going to win it, I think, isn't it? Yeah, it's definitely hard to say. I think the last few years, it's really only been those three teams competing for it. It's getting a bit boring now. So <laughs> <laughs> it would be nice to see another team kind of enter that top three and give them a bit of a run for their money. But yeah, as for the title race, it's kind of hard to say who edge it right now. I think the hardest team to play against would definitely be Celtic. So I could see them if they're if they're consistent against the top teams competing to win it this year. I was going to say out of those three teams that you've played against, what what was the toughest? It was Celtic, was it? Yeah, I don't really want to talk about that first day of the season, but <laughs> um, off results, it would have to be Celtic. That was definitely the hardest game. Um, and then Rangers. I think Rangers, Rangers and Glasgow women, we've competed with both of them and we play Rangers on Thursday, so it'll be good to see where, where we're at again against them. Yeah, and I know you've spoken about Hibs being a progressive club. You want them to be up challenging for the title in the next few years. Um, I suppose that's why you joined the club, really. Can, can you see what is happening and the progression of the club? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think last year they were not even a hybrid model. They were just part-time training in the evening, so... It's only this year that we're now full-time, so I think it was only going to take a few months to kind of get rid of the teething problems and all of that. But yeah, now now that we're full-time, you can start to see like the benefits of that. So I'd say next season, maybe the season after, hopefully next season mm. will be the year you really start to see the benefits. Yeah, it's a big case of watch out the three Glasgow teams uh, uh, that, that Hibernian <laughs> are coming for them. <laughs> <laughs> How are you finding life up in Edinburgh? Because obviously a big, big change for you. You, you, you obviously from from down south. You've you've been in Arsenal. You've been at Bristol. How, how have you found life up in Scotland? Yeah, definitely different. Um, yeah, Edinburgh as a city is really nice, but I find that accents quite hard to understand at times. <laughs> I think the first few months I couldn't understand a word my teammates were saying, but now it's getting easier. But um, yeah, no, I forget I'm in another country and then I hear people speaking. I'm like, yeah, here we are. But <laughs> yeah, I remember stunning. There's a lot to do. So, yeah, no, I really like it here. Very cold, though, I bet. It is quite cold, yeah. <laughs> David, it's really, really interesting in Scotland that we've we've finally got a title race over the last couple of years. Absolutely. And, 
you know, Ava's absolutely right. You've got the top three, but Hibernian are, are looking really strong. Hearts are looking strong. I've been really impressed with the way that Ava Olid's really developed Hearts over the last couple of years or so. Um, and even in the middle and, and further down, you know, you're seeing little battles here and there. I mean, I mean, Spartans are, you look, you know, they're, they're picking up results every now and again. Hamilton are struggling, but they're, they're getting a few results. Um, Glasgow women are the, are the side I'm, I'm fearful for. I know, obviously, you know, they have a disadvantage, but um, they, their performances are, are there. I mean, their goalkeeper, I can't remember her first name, but Reeve, their goalkeeper, makes so many good saves every single week. And I know that, you know, Graham Hart, the Dundee United manager, has has praised her efforts when when his side played uh, Glasgow women recently. So, yeah, it, it's a very, very exciting league. And anyone who isn't focusing on, on the Scottish uh, women's game really should, because it is it is a very exciting league to get into. Absolutely, yeah. I know. Um, I know Graham Falk, who we have on the uh, the podcast regular. He's a big advocate of the uh, the women's Scottish game. Certainly up at Glasgow City. I know he's got. Uh, I know he's been involved there as well. And, and Glasgow have been dominant over the last few years, but not quite as much now. So it's interesting to see how all that develops. Um, over in France, Paris Saint Germain won by three goals to one against Le Havre, but they stay second behind Lyon. They're a point behind with Paris FC. In third, over in Germany, in the Bundesliga, it is Wolfsburg who are still top. They are seven points clear of Eintracht Frankfurt. Wolfsburg, they won by four goals to nil away at Freiburg. Of course, Alexandra Pop was on the score sheet. She scored the second goal after Eva Payot had opened the scoring. Then Svendis Jansdottir, she got the third goal. So they were three nil up at half time before Lena Latvine added a fourth in the 87th minute. By Munich didn't play their game at Potsdam, it was called off. As I say, Antrak Frankfurt, they were in second. They had a tough 1-0 away win at Mepham. It was Lara Praznika with the winner there. Brill. Well, that's it. Thank you very much for joining us. My thanks to Ava and David. Thank you for coming on. Pleasure. Thank you. And don't forget to give us a follow on Twitter at TWFP1. And on Instagram, it's the Women's Football Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a like as well. Have a great week, everyone. Keep your eye out for the Conti Cup semifinals as well, which are live on the BBC iPlayer. So that is it. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you all very soon. 